0: Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners who come from around the world that make this program possible. Without you, uh, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank each and every one of you who go to the blog, leave your messages, and also listen to our podcasts. And today, joining me from Chicago, Illinois, is Paula Rosenfeld, and she is the author of a new book called The Oneness Blessing, How Diksha Can Help You Become Your Authentic Self, Heal Your Relationships, and Transform Your World. Good day to you, Paula. How are you doing?
1: Very well. Thanks so much, Greg.
0: Well, thanks for being on our show, and thanks for actually the opportunity to understand more about Diksha and the One Blessing, which is a practice that you have learned and brought back um, from India, and a practice which is something that I think the world needs to know more about, and we're going to learn more about that, but I'm going to let our listeners know a tad bit about you. Paula's a certified oneness trainer. She launched her Chicago, Illinois business from the Heart Centered LLC in 1992 and has been working ever since as a shamanic practitioner, energy worker, clairvoyant reader, coach, and meditation instructor. Her awakening in 2013 at Oneness University in India uh, reignited a long-held dedication to the transformation of world consciousness. She returned to Oneness University to become a certified Oneness trainer, Able to initiate others to become Diksha givers. Her website is fromtheheartcenter.com. That's one of her websites. And so, Paula, thanks for being on the show with us and spending some time. And obviously, for our Western listeners, because we do have Eastern listeners as well. We have uh, listeners from all around the world, actually, that some might already know what Diksha is. But the, the vast majority probably are not going to know it. So what is this one blessing in Diksha, and why is it called that? And why are you so compelled to bring that back to the Western world?
1: <laughs> well, the oneness blessing, also called, which is also called Diksha, um, originates from India. Um, and it's come through uh, since... The late 1980s, um, from from this um, oneness university in India, um, through two avatars, as they're known, um, Sri Ama and Sri Bhagavan. and they have brought forward an ancient energy transmission. It, it was actually done for I don't know hundreds maybe thousands of years, um, and what it is is it's somewhat similar to Reiki in that energy is transferred from one person to another, but unlike Reiki, which is um, geared more for healing, the oneness blessing actually causes a, um, a shift that can catalyze awakening,
0: so in, in, in this, yeah. you say that this is, you, you mentioned that there's this neurobiological way and you activate the recipient's frontal lobes of the brain and, yeah. and, and deactivate the brain's parental lobes. Um, explain, because, you know, you're talking scientific, yet spirituality, you're blending the two. There's a transference of energy here through the passing in one's hands. So... How how does it work? What does it even look like, or how does it work?
1: Well, yes, it's a neurobiological shift that characterizes awakening. The brain changes um, look very similar to the changes in the brain structure that occur when people have been meditating for many, many years. The remarkable thing about the oneness blessing is that changes can occur very rapidly. Um, most people receive a series of diksha to create a permanent brain change, but sometimes it can even happen instantaneously that the parietal lobes calm down and the frontal lobe is activated. Um, the parietal lobes govern the fight-or-flight stress mechanism. So when that quiets, it a, a, uh, moves you into a beautiful state of inner peace, joy, um, the experience of being one with others and everything, and, and it declutches you from the grip of the mind or the ego.
0: So what's interesting about what you just said is for most of our listeners, um, I would say a big majority of them are regular meditators and, you know, they're spending however long it is, you know, a half an hour in the morning, a half an hour in the evening to obtain this uh, state of shifted consciousness, this oneness with God, uh, this oneness with a higher power. Um, how is it that this can be done so quickly? If it is, it's like, wow! This is the um, this is the true American's way to try and find it. Right. Uh, this, uh, you know, because everybody here rushes so much to do every this Western world of ours is just crazily rushed. Um, you know, I mean, this occurs how quickly? How long does this take?
1: Well, one diksha lasts under a minute. Or, you know, at most, some people may receive it for a couple minutes, but it's it can be passed in 30 seconds from the hand of one person to the top of the head of the receiver. And the people that pass it are known as uh, blessing givers, and they've been specially initiated. Um, they've gone through a course, become initiated, and can pass this energy.
0: So... Um, can you lead us Remarkable. can you lead us into one I know it's difficult on the podcast we're we're only auditory here it isn't visual but is there a way Paula that you could take us into it so that the listeners out there could experience hopefully get an idea obviously they can purchase your book and they can go online and watch some of this but this might be an opportunity for you to expose them maybe lead us into one
1: Certainly, I'd love to. Um, so I will say that to receive this, you really don't have to do anything except just be open. So um, I'll, I'll uh, make this last about 30 seconds. That's my intention. And Diksha can be sent intentionally. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. And I'm also setting the intention that it transcends time and space so that uh, as a recording, uh, listeners can still receive this. Okay. So I would ask everybody to just uh, pull in their energy, just close their eyes. Um, Don't do this if you're driving, of course, but um, sitting, please just close your eyes, turning inward, begin to quiet yourself by focusing on your breathing, and just slowing it down, just taking some long, deep inhales and some longer exhales. And just do a couple rounds of breathing in to this, say the count of three, one, two, three. and doing a long, deep, full exhale to the count of six. One, two, three four, five, six. And keep focusing on your breathing. And just intend that you will receive this diksha for your highest and best good, knowing that your higher self or whatever is sacred to you, whatever you call it, the universe, God, the divine, your soul, just know that that essence is receiving this in the best possible way for you. So I'll transmit it now. So Adikshya has been sent and just allow the energy to do what it will and very slowly and gently you can begin to come back into the room you're in and when you're ready you can gently open your eyes.
0: That was a great bl- blessing, thank you. I felt thank it. You. I definitely did. I closed my eyes. I did followed your instructions, and very similar to a meditation, felt the same shift in energy. Now, one of the things, uh, Paula, is that <clears throat> you know, you you list a myriad of things that this diksha can be utilized to do to help a person with. Um, changing our perceptions, our relationship, our prosperity, letting go of resistance, you know, uh, cravings, addictions. How is it that this particular blessing um, has so many different fundamental uh, human behavioral uh, opportunities for us to shift things in our life? I I know people use mindfulness training. They use meditation. Um, they use all of these techniques, but this obviously to me is is a new one and to some of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, obviously you have to be certified to go to go do this. You've been to India a couple of times. Um, what What do you think about this as as an author and somebody who is a certified trainer makes it um, so significantly but different?
1: Those are great questions, Greg. Thank you for asking, because um, I could talk for hours on the topic, but to, to sort of crystallize it into something. What this does is it declutches the mind. And in doing that, it increases awareness. Most of the time, we're living in the fight or flight mechanism. We're reacting to life. We always feel Um, because of what the mind, the chattering of the mind tells us, we're always feeling separate. We're we're always feeling victimized in one way or the other. And we have this strange uh, illusion that's evolved that we are separate, whereas the truth is we're not. At the energetic level, at the spiritual level, we're all one. So the oneness is innate to our very being. And what this this diksha does is it it moves you into more and more increased awareness as the mind declutches the same kind of awareness that longtime meditators begin to experience. And when you're in a state of awareness, your witness self has been activated, and you witnessing yourself responding. To relationships, to opportunities, to triggers, um, you you are running old tapes unless you're aware. You know, you're running old programs that you've become conditioned.
0: So to would believe our truth. So, for instance, let's just take an example. Um, some of the things that many of my listeners deal with. Um, I have dealt with and still deal with from times to times is being enough so we have a tape that runs about doesn't matter what your upbringing is most people would like to be more they want to be more they want to be something different they want to change the world but it is about enoughness and it's an ego thing how does Diksha Assist us in quieting, as you're saying. Uh, The term you used again was disengage. I, I didn't, you know, declutch. Declutch. You, you declutch this ego. Um, The ego obviously is there in many different ways to protect us, Um, but the reality is, is that this declutches. Explain, if you would, because that's a big one.
1: It's. This is the phenomenal aspect of this. It's a neurobiological shift. You don't have to do anything. It just happens. It's a happening, and it's a blessing of grace because the diksha has the, if you want to use the word programming, to actually cause this shift in brain function. It is, it is witnessed, it's seen, as this um, awareness that gets bigger and bigger so that you no longer are um, unconscious of, of, for instance, in the case of feeling that you're not enough. You know, where does that come from? That's heavily programmed into so many aspects of our life. Um, you know, from a child's viewpoint, we, we interpret, say, parental criticism or grading in school or sometimes religious conditioning to think that we're just not good enough, um, and the mind takes hold of that, and the program is unconsciously running. So when you begin to become aware, you can see how your response is coming from that conditioning, but because the mind is declutched, you're not identifying with the conditioning, or the mind, or the ego, whatever you want to
0: call it. Well, so diksha actually, in essence, breaks the cycle because it's an insidious um, habit, a be- behavior. It's you know, it's like we look at our patterns, and one of the patterns, and it's about breaking the. Getting out of uh, getting uncaught, right? I like what you use, kind of a, a disengage mechanism, um, because the oneness is really the next step here, and I want to talk about this um, because this is called the oneness blessing, because obviously the the scientific part of it is looking at the frontal lobes of the brain, changing what's going on there, but in the essence of changing what's going on within the the frontal lobes and the and the and the other part of the lobe of the brain your whole intentionality here is to move to a oneness speak with us about that because whatever one calls it god oneness spirit however they whoever wants to out there refer to what it is you're actually in essence engaging the opportunity to create this um expanded consciousness awareness correct
1: right correct mhm Yeah, it's the consciousness. Everything is really about consciousness. That is our essence. It's a divine or sacred, if you want to call it that consciousness, if you're not spiritual, just look at it as a phenomenon. How do we know we're here? We're conscious. We're conscious, sentient beings. And that's an energetic uh, experience. So... Oneness is a shift uh, from a, an, a consciousness of separation to a more expanded consciousness that gradually gets more and more and more expanded till ultimately one could hope to be enlightened. Um, and so you you start say with only being conscious of yourself. You know you're like an island operating in this this big C but then the consciousness expands to include oneness with your family and this is how relationships change very naturally very automatically if you're doing the internal um, work of of becoming aware of yourself in relationships Um, and that's another whole topic but In other words, then it just, your consciousness keeps expanding to nature, to, you know, the world, the whole globe, and that's the process that ends in enlightenment, which nothing really ends, even enlightenment is only part of a continuum, but at enlightenment, you're just, your consciousness is such that there is no separation.
0: So the the oneness is really about a, an um a non-separative state a state in which you know again the ego attempts to do is separate us from this soul's calling this this internal side of us which is longing to have this um, uh, peace and tranquility within our lives versus the external one and and you have talked about this authentic self so let's talk about that for a minute Um, you know, many of the listeners have been listening to the show for years. It's about, you know, my purpose in life. It's about my authentic self. Is this always number one, first part of this question transmitted like you did with us a few minutes ago from one to another who's been trained or is this something that somebody can practice on their own, learn, transmit it to themselves internally?
1: No, no, you need someone to transmit it to okay. you initially. initially. And, and then
0: after that, you say initially, and then after that, so what?
1: You can become a blessing giver. You know, okay. you can attend a course in the U.S. Uh, or whatever country. This is a global phenomenon, by the way, it's all over the world. And there are courses held in, in many, many countries outside of India. So you don't have to go to India to become a blessing giver.
0: And, and so just give us an idea how long are the courses and, and are you one of the instructors, obviously? People could reach yeah. out to you?
1: Yes. Okay. And in fact, the courses are uh, over a weekend. Okay. It's not, it's not a lengthy process at all to become a blessing giver. And in the book... Um, Under the resource section, there's a list of contacts um, that one can go online to find out a local trainer. You could go to um, worldonenesscommunity.com, and there's...
0: You mean worldonenessfoundation.org? No? No. Okay.
1: That, That particular... Website is to make a tax deductible donation. Okay, there's three major ones: OnenessUniversity.org. So if you wanted to go to India or find out more about Oneness University, which is just south of or just near Chennai, India, you could find out about uh, OnenessU and their programs. Um, you could go on World Oneness Community.
0: .com. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: OnenessUniversity.org, OnenessUSA.org, and World Oneness Community.com are three that are listed in the resource section. So for my listeners, we'll actually put those up there so that if you, you know have an interest, we will put a link to those um, websites for them in the blog entry, which would be great.
1: That's great. Um, don't Include onenessusa.org Because since the book was published Just a couple months ago um, they, They've now Oneness University Has now combined that With the onenessuniversity.org Okay uh, Website So it'll just direct you back to Oneness U Instead um, The events that used to be on Oneness USA Are now on Worldonenesscommunity.com mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: I so now little- you, you you mentioned in the book, you know, when you broke away from your parents, you tried all kinds of spiritual practices and you know, it was it was interesting and and you didn't find this till look later in life, 2013. That's only 2 years ago. Um what was the path that got you here, Paula, and what has happened to you personally since then?
1: Uh-huh so much actually i I encountered the oneness blessing maybe five or six years ago, okay. and I went to India for a deepening course it's a month long course, so at that point, I was already a blessing giver. I'd been initiated in in Chicago here uh, at a local um, by a local trainer um, and so how how did it change my life? It was extraordinary. I was already heavily into doing spiritual work. I had been a uh, shamanic um, healer since the 1990s, did all sorts of energy work, and yet I still felt separate. I felt like the guides that I used to help other people in my shamanic healing work were there for others but not for me. I didn't have a sense of a personal God, a personal divine who was there for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just there to bring me more good into my life. I didn't have that because of, you know, the conditioning I had and so many of us had that, um, you know, the, the divine is a maybe a punishing God or, you know, you have to go through tests, you have to prove yourself, whatever it was. And I also had that unworthiness issue that you you mentioned, Greg. So what, what the Deeksha did for me, the Oneness Blessing, was most initially awaken me to the idea that there is a personal divine only for me, a God who's in my corner 24 hours a day, every day just trying to help me and that was a shock you know to make bridge that gap was huge
0: well it's it's phenomenal to think that you you went all these years right and you've been doing this uh shaman work with other people not feeling quite the connection but helping others make that connection um, and you found Diksha as a way to actually make that happen. And it's, it's, an, it's a tribute to the process and the source uh, to know that and that it's a worldwide movement. Because obviously a lot of people are finding ease and tranquility and comfort in this process uh, just by the pure numbers of people that it looks like that are involved in this. So it's, uh, it's phenomenal. And I want to and thank, as, yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I just wanted to say, as you stay with the process in regard to the, the issue of purpose, your purpose, how you're able to contribute to life emerges in the most natural way. And your growth in relationships emerges naturally and your prosperity. So, so this is a very, very much about getting in the flow of life and living life fully. Uh, in your most authentic essence,
0: your divine self. It's interesting you've mentioned that a couple of times. Speak with us about the healings in relationships a little bit. I mean, you have tons of stories in your book. For my listeners, she's got lots of stories. Um, But what is it that you believe this has about either helping one uh, start using Diksha uh, to surrender... To uh, improve their relationship and or maybe even terminate some relationships
1: well, it's again, it's a very natural process as your awareness increases. You begin to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You're no longer feeling like a victim. you're no longer reacting you know in a knee jerk way to something someone may have said. When it was really about them, but you took it personally, and you begin to accept people just as they are, and realize they're perfect. That what's gone on is your your mind distorted all sorts of things. You know, it it came from that child hurt that you carried all these years that made you think your parents were, you know, victimizing you or your your um, you know significant other. Is um, doing things to you, you begin to be able to walk in someone else's shoes, which makes such a huge difference. Well, that.
0: and I love this quote from the book freedom is not in the transformation of the what is, it is in witnessing the what is. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful statement. And thanks for being on with our listeners today, Paul, and, and providing uh, us with an insight into Diksha, The Deeksha Training, The Oneness Blessing. And her book is The Oneness Blessing, How Deeksha Can Help You Become Your Authentic Self, Heal Your Relationships, and Transform the World. It's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and uh, spending some time with our listeners. Uh, For all of my listeners, we'll put a link to the website. We'll put a link for the book. Um, This book can be obtained through any of your best uh, booksellers. Um, We'll put a link to the Amazon for the book. Paula, thanks so much, and blessings to you.
1: Thank you, Greg, and blessings to you and all the listeners. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Namaste.